The sponsor for this week's Revolutionary Auto Sales podcast is J&G Auto Reconditioning. Jamie and his crew do such an amazing job that we have them stop by the car lot every week to do paint correction on the vehicles that we've gotten. You can find them by jumping on Instagram or YouTube, searching for J&G Auto, or throw that into Google, pull up his website. That's J&G Auto Reconditioning. Welcome back to another week in the Revolutionary Auto Sales Podcast. I'm Swanee. This is James. I'm Clint. Welcome back, guys. Yeah. Let's get into our personal lives because I'm going on a cruise once again. And I brought it up last time and sadly to say everyone failed me. I have yet to hold the Omega Gray Side of the Moon Meteorite Edition. Okay. And so, so t- I will be so looking t- tell, again. Tell me about this stupid watch yeah, you want. What is this? So, Omega put out a watch. It's a Speedmaster. It's called Gray Side of the Moon Meteorite Edition. I've already stopped listening. The face of the watch is a meteorite that they've ground down and acid etched. It's the most beautiful watch I've ever seen in my life. And how much is it? Uh, it's like 10 grand. Oh my gosh. Okay, so even if you find it, you're not going to buy it, so... You don't know that. Uh, I, I know, know that. And I know that. Yeah, we know you. So I feel like you wouldn't do that. <laughs> but the cruise ships, they have Omega dealers. Right. And then right. most of the ports. So I always check. And no one has it. And when did it so come out? Last it's been year, a, when did it come out? It's been out for a number of years. It was a limited thing. Like they, there's not new ones out there. I, well, I'm that's what I'm saying. So it's not like it's not like the newest edition. It's like yeah. almost like a collector's thing, right? Like Well, I mean it's like Five years old or something. Yeah, they just made. How many did they make? I don't did know. They say and it, you can't. There's Google probably that? a number somewhere. I haven't googled it. Oh, okay. But the point is, I reached out to our listeners last year after failing to find this one. Did you really? You don't remember this? I was on the podcast, bro. I don't know. <laughs> I said if anybody, ha- I don't. I just want to hold it. I just want to see it with my eyes because I've only seen pictures oh, of it online. There's, there's no chance that any of our listeners that no. I don't think we have the kind of reach. That yeah, I don't. I don't know if I have like, any friends that would purchase something. Tell like you that. what. Tell well, you what. What? <laughs> if someone's listening to this and owns that watch, yes, I will buy you a wa- that watch. That's how confident I am that none of our listeners own that watch. Okay. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let, let's just add to that. He will use his personal whoa, money. Whoa, no, no. Not no. the dealerships. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody reach out yeah, to you me. You can't go like get someone, find someone, have no. them listen to our thing. No, that doesn't count. Come That's... through the Facebook Messenger no. app. So we Gosh, know. give it give it a time frame, like in the next twenty four hours or something. Infinity, forever, yes. oh, forever. Wow. So, See dollar for details. I, 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 hope, listen, I, listen I really hope your wife podcasts. doesn't uh, listen to this podcast because you're I, in trouble I for that. I listen to one of our podcasts. OAC, dealer for details. <laughs> so if I buy the watch, you will buy it from me, and I'll net out the deal. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into... you Now, we want to get into good and bad text, but... No, it's just bad text. We, we, we talked this over, <laughs> and we just want to do bad text. The thing is, like, there's just way funnier bad text. That's what it comes down yeah. to. Okay. Yeah, so yeah Clint, I've got a funny one. And Clint, I don't even know which one you have, James. Mine's, uh, that's a different one. Okay. okay I'll, want, I'll start with Yeah, you share start. yours. Dude, mine's so short. I'll just share it in okay, a second. Well, mine's similarly short. Okay, so one of the things that happens when we buy trucks, uh, if they have a camper shell on it, uh, we always take them off. 
Well, not always, but most of the time. And we try it and we just sell the camper shell. And you don't like how they look. Yeah. It's such a specific, unique thing that I, it, it slims down your market. Even though a lot of people are like, you can just take it off. Anyways, we, we sell them on the side. Okay. So we list a, so here's the listing. 2007 to 2013 Tundra Crew Max camper shell. This will fit any Crew Max truck, but it will not fix fit a double cab Tundra. Okay, so many anyone that understands Tundras are the Crew Max is their big. Uh, the second row is like 12 inches bigger, but the length of the truck stays the same. So really, you're taking 12 12 inches from the bed of the truck and putting it into the cab, and it's universal. There's not a longer, shorter. That's just how the beds are. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can't get a crew max with a longer bed. You can't get a double cab with a shorter bed. Like they're just, they're the bed that they come with. Okay. So I say, so, so customer says, oh, and the, the camper shells resting on a Tundra. And the, so the customer says, what, what kind of truck is it rest is the camper shell installed on? And I write back a two. So is there is there a picture of the online? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a picture of the camper okay. shell, but it's resting on a Tundra. So, so you understand then. The camper shell is on top, is on the bed of the truck, but it doesn't fit the bed of the truck. It's on the wrong truck. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're two different colors. The truck's red. The camper shell's silver. So this is the photo he's referring to. Right. So he can see that it doesn't fit. Right. And there's 12 inches of the of, of empty space in between the cab and the camper shell. It's, it does not fit. Right. So he says, what is it on? I say it's on a 2007 double cab Tundra. Okay. I have a double cab Tundra. Will it fit? Like, this is already stupid. So I say, it will not fit a double cab Tundra, and it will fit um, on a Crew Max. So this will not fit. His response? How long? How long is the bed of the truck? <laughs> will you go measure it for me? Maybe you don't know enough about Tundras. Mother, I'm stupid. <laughs> so I, I'm like, I'm nice. I go measure it. And then he responds, oh, yeah, that won't fit. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing is, mine's like this, a similar thing. Did you pull up the same text? Hey. No, it's a different text message, but it's basically it's basically the same kind of concept. Yeah, this this camper shell with carpet kit, and my description's like, it comes off of an 05 Chevy Silverado, six and a half foot bed. It's on the truck currently. And the person says, I have a six foot, two inch Tacoma. So first of all, that's not six and a half feet. And he says, curious, it would, it would fit on my Tacoma. Well, the Tacoma bed width is literally two feet different than a, than a full size. It's like this shell could cover that entire truck. Like you could put it on the bed and it's it would like cover carport. the cab too. It's carport for your truck. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, it will not fit a Tacoma. It's not wide enough. So that's nice about it, but I'm just like, man, how does that even how does that even happen? Like, why would you think a full size Chevy truck would fit on your little baby Tacoma? But I don't know. I guess hope hope hoping it's like, hope that it's gonna all work. Sorts of stupid questions. Yeah. It's great. And then my my boy from uh then Carlos, this big dumb idiot, just shows up trying to ruin our podcast. What's up, brother? All right, we're back. Sorry, we just gonna have a, we're gonna have a hiccup in the audio. We had a good friend stop by mid recording. So. Well, it's kind of funny. I mean, I guess you can see in the video, like we're just sitting here in our our showroom. It's not like there's anything special. And uh, and right now, what time is it? It's like nine thirty, ten o'clock. And we get 
I mean, we get customers that walk in oh, and yeah. uh, we get phone calls and stuff. So, I mean, it's not like, so if there is anything like that, sorry about that. We're just, you know, it's all good. we're here at work. All right, let's get to the next uh, segment of the podcast, the current events and or dealership life. Right. You know, I just, owning a dealership is just its own special set of headaches. I talked to a kid last night. Um, I'm getting to know him. I, I, I've joined a new band for those. It's come up on the podcast before. I play pipes, bagpipes. So I joined a new band, and there's this kid who comes down from Idaho every week to play with us. Oh, wow. I'm like, what do you do that you get to leave work early? And he's like, I have my own business and blah, blah, blah. But, oh, it was just so interesting. I just let him kind of go off and expressing similar, like, just headaches that come with your owning own your own thing. Of, yeah, your own. Yeah. You, you eat what you kill. There you go. Type deal. 100%. Okay, so my dad reached out to me. Well, I guess I, I gave him a call yesterday. But he goes, hey, what's up with all these, like, end of year? Like, there's this video that keeps showing up. And they show, like, hundreds and hundreds of cars on the car lot. And they're like, end of year pricing. We're getting new models coming in. And he kind of wanted to pick my brain on if those are real deals, if they're not, or that type of advertising. And I'm curious what you guys have seen in the past. When, when, when a dealership's saying, you know, like, Three, four, five thousand dollars off. We're getting the new 2020s coming in, and we've got 200 2019s. We got to get rid of. Okay, so you know, in short, is there better pricing at the end of the year? I would say yes. Is it extreme deals? No. Agreed. You might might see an extra thousand dollars off. Maybe fifteen hundred if there's like Depending some if it's like an expensive short period of time that they right. do an additional like five hundred. We're talking like December thirtieth. You might see an extra thousand bucks. Okay. Yeah. Because let me put it this way: every car dealer on earth wants to sell a car every single day. So, not just at the end of the month, but every day. And so, that rarely is there going to be a quote unquote better deal. Now, at the end of the year, I will say there it is a unique period of time in the car industry. That is the number one selling week of the entire year. More cars will be sold on December 26th to December 31st than any other week in the rest of the year. So because of that, car dealerships know that. They get worked up. And I would say you can have- People are expecting it. Right. And I would even say a manager might get excited. They want to hit a certain goal. It's the end of the year. They want to, there's certain things they're trying to hit. You might see a more aggressive deal during that specific time. But again, we're not talking, I mean, there's not- Two weeks earlier, there's not a dealer making an extra four grand on that yeah. they're all of, a, all of a sudden magically getting a discount. So I mean, it's not like four grand. It's maybe a thousand bucks. Yeah, I remember that I could do from October to December, I could pretty much do the same deal on a, say, a, a big expensive truck or something for that entire period of time. Yet, what was being pushed was, you know, you're, we're, we've got more incentives. We've got more things. This yeah. is coming out. We've got Thanksgiving turkey bonus. We've got Halloween Jack the Pumpkin King bonus, like whatever these things were. And they come out with all these things. But in reality, if I worked the very best deal I felt like I could do without, without really hurting the dealership, uh, it was, I could stick with that pretty consistently. So someone coming Saturday, I hated being the one that was like, this deal will not stick Monday. So if you come in Monday, we're not doing this deal. And there are plenty of salespeople that get the deal done by doing it the other way and saying this deal will not be here tomorrow. But at the end of the year, that is a true fact. 
They will take incentives away January 1st. So this is a manufacturer offering money. Yeah, so manufacturer might give you a little bit more money. So this is a true statement. When someone comes into any month, let's say they come in on October 31st. Hey, tomorrow's November 1st. Our incentives change. This, I don't know if I can do this tomorrow. I cannot guarantee this deal will be here. You need to get done today. They're not lying. Okay, they're not. Incentives will change on November 1st. Now, 99 times out of 100, the incentives are going to be either the same or better. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's not as they approach end of year. Right. Or even mm-hmm. the end of the month. Like there's, there's this, like, there's this feeling now let's say it's like a 4th of July money. Like, Hey, that we have a special $500 certificate for 4th of July or a special thousand dollars off because it's end of the year or the late model or whatever it is. That might be true. Okay. And so that, that money might be real. That could be gone the next day. But again, we're talking about a thousand dollars. There's not, there's not a ton of money in these deals. There's not a ton of money. That's not like they're making four or five grand and they have all this money to discount. That's not true. Okay. So now that answers the kind of the question, the end of the year, end of the month deals, but the Facebook stuff is totally different. Okay. This is lead generation by an, a third party. You know, someone's coming and saying, I'm just going to run these ads on Facebook and I'm going to build up lead gen and I'm going to go sell those leads to the manufacturers or mm. to the dealerships or to whoever. So, you know, your dad asking is, are, are these real? Well, is, is it, what's real? Like, is it real that they're yeah. trying to get your information? Yes. Is it real that there's some magical deal that you don't know about? You couldn't get yourself. Absolutely not. You know, if I want to get the best deal possible, you go on the website, you, you, you go to any one of these dealers, you see what their best price is compared against three other dealerships. You got about a thousand bucks leeway. That's it. Good. Okay. Glad to know I didn't lead my dad astray. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I basically echoed uh, last week's podcast. I told him, I'm like, you know, if, if you find one dealership that's doing $10,000 and nobody else is offering anything like that. I promise you there's a something there. It's yeah. not right. It is 100% yeah. not true. But I told Period. him, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you do. I mean, you do end up with inventory at the end of the year. I also, I also kind of explained, we can hit on this on another day, but I'm like, you know, 2020 model vehicles have been coming out for a number of months prior to this. Like right. it's not just happening at the end of the year. Right. But yeah. okay. So here's one thing I'll throw Last thing I'm going to throw about that. We talked about doing your research. You need to, you need to spend at least 30 minutes to an hour looking at pricing before you even negotiate with someone. Don't even bother negotiating until you know what you're negotiating about. Use new, whatever it is. We've always talked about this. But one of the things to think about is, let's say right now, the, so the 2020s are out right this second. Let's say you see a, an advertisement for a Honda Odyssey, 2019 Honda Odyssey, blowout, end of the model year. We have our 2020s come in and we need to get rid of our 2019s. Okay? Yeah. And let's say you're seeing $4,000 off. So it was MSRP's 35 and you're seeing it being sold for 31. In the end of the year, you have to understand that car is still depreciated. Even though there's zero miles on it, it's still depreciated because a whole new year model is out. People are waiting to get that one instead. So go on to any one of your search engines and search for a 2019, the exact same vehicle and see what that's selling for. Because you might go on there and find one with 5,000 miles that's being sold for 28 grand. And you could save three grand and only have a few thousand miles on your vehicle. Yeah, yeah. manager demo, general manager demo, whatever. Yep. And they can only go a certain amount of miles on those. And so they turn them in. They, then they get another one. Then they turn that in. So sometimes there's two or three just chilling at the lot that's been driven by, in most cases, one person the entire time. And those sometimes are going to be your best deals. Yeah. Just take the one with some miles on it. And, and so the crazy thing yeah. about that is that's a demo that's, that's still a new car. That hasn't even yeah. been titled. Yeah, so, I mean, still you got considered that, a new car. As well yeah. as ones that, I mean, you might be able to find a used car that's still a quote unquote new car because it's 2019. So what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is when it gets to the late year model, you might have an, an older car 
But it doesn't mean that, you know, getting that four grand off is your best deal. You might find one with a thousand miles for two grand less just because it's a used car. So you have to understand that just because you're buying the, a, a year end model, yes, it's new to, it's new, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily priced the lowest. Because, right. Does that make sense? Like yep. rarely are you going to find like a, you're not going to go find a 2020 Odyssey. Yeah, they, they won't incentivize those so. as much on purpose. Oh, no, no, 100%. Otherwise, they would yeah. be stuck with a bunch of 19 inventory. So, yes, it's true that the dealership is motivated to get rid of those 19s. That's not, that's not yep. a lie. That's 100% true. Yep. But is that deal so, super crazy and amazing? Possibly. Possibly. We should, you know, the more, the more we do this podcast, we should just, I think we should print a big poster that sits right here that just says, do your research. That's what it always comes down to. It, it seems really like is. Everything we say. And when I say do, do your, your research, research, isn't like something like crazy hard that no one can do and that it's like some ambiguous thing that you have to go do? Spend 30 minutes looking, like you have to know what you want, first of all, but spend 30 minutes just searching a bunch of different websites, finding different pricing. Yeah. If you're yeah. getting a new car, search three new car dealerships within 200 miles of you. If you're getting a used car, search within 500 miles of you, get 10 cars, know the make model, you know, make miles and everything, compare it and see what the best price is. Then you know what the market's worth. That's the market. That's how I, that's how we And then I cars. think, I think another thing to add to that is call a couple of those dealerships and talk to their, one of their salespeople or whatever, and get a feel for, you know, who you're going to be dealing with, right? Ask them some questions. Cause I know, I know I've had folks that have called me and they'll be asking me some questions and I'm not just tooting my own horn here, but I've been doing this a long time, right? So I'll have someone call me and they're like, okay, so what engine does it have? What does it, what, does it have the, the cooled seats? Does it have the, the heated steering wheel? Does it have this package or this package or this package? And in most cases, I can say, you know, it's, it's either I, I know it or I don't know it and I'll get it for you, right? Mm-hmm. But that follow-up with the customer is also going to determine whether or not I'm the one that they most are most willing to come and talk to yeah. just because the of how customer you service with them over the phone. Yeah. It's like, yes, 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 yes. And if they feel like you're knowledgeable and you're not, you know, somebody who's just like trying to sell a car to sell a car without any knowledge or any, any understanding of the vehicle you're selling, you're, we're going to have a better chance of getting that person. So yes, do your research, but also do your research on the person that you're going to be dealing with and talking to. And that's why we did a new video recently that we're going to send out to all of our people um, of James and I just welcoming him to Revolutionary Auto and letting him know, like, these are the two people you're talking to on the phone. This isn't, mm-hmm. it's not like, I don't even know who I'm to, what to expect. And they, they come in and they're like, uh, who's this guy or who's that guy? They've seen us, so they know which person they're going to be talking to. So Clint makes a good point. You know, it's not just about researching the price, but it's also, I mean, price is your first step. But after that, there is, you know, there's a fair, who do you want to work with? What kind of customer service do you want? Because I'm telling you, there's some crazy dealerships out there. Oh my gosh. This is what I wanted to tell you about. And I forgot about it. Okay. I'm glad I planted that seed for you. <laughs> okay. So here, so a friend texts me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw this dealership under the bus. Cause yeah, I don't like to say names. I'd rather no, say big dealerships we're, we're or whatever. We're such a small little guy. We don't need to piss anyone off, but yeah. uh, okay. So one of our friends texts me, he says, Hey, first question, can I get out of a deal? Can I help someone get out of a deal? Right. Okay. The, the short answer is no. Okay. If you sign documents and you're not, and it's a cashable contract, you're not getting out. Yeah. Now, if they can't get you approved, that's a different story. And we kind of talked about that last week about the range and stuff. And if they can't get you approved, then you have a chance of getting out. But if it's like you go in, you have a good credit and everything's signed up and then they can cash that contract hundred percent. You bought it. You're not getting out. There's no if, ands or buts. You're getting out of it, period. Unless mm-hmm. they choose to, but they're not. Yeah, especially the big dealerships. They, they so, will yeah. not choose to. <laughs> you own it. This is a brand new. 2019. Oh, he sent you the contract? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Toyota RAV4. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. The MSRP is 30 grand. Okay. This customer. Oh my gosh. Financed. $42,000. Okay. So 12,000 more than the vehicle's worth. 12,000 more. Now part of that's there's some taxes and stuff in there, but at the end of the day, they bought, they were sold $9,000 of aftermarket products. Okay. So there's a $3,500 warranty. There's a thousand dollar gap insurance policy. There's $1,500 of accessories. There's $3,000 of paint and fabric and glass and dent and wheel and tire and okay, so replacement protection. <clears throat> oh, when James, when James oh. shared this with me the other day, I've been in the car industry since I was like 15. I, I don't know. I probably shared that before, but I have never, I worked for King Gar for eight years. I have never seen those kind of products sold for those kind of prices. Like that is un like fathomable to me to, to be able to look at someone pay for $3,000 worth of paint, touch up, windshield, oh. chip repair, key. Like this is what gives it's, it's dealerships 30, the bad It's $3,700 of that stuff. $3,700, $1,500 in accessories, $3,500 warranty, $1,000 gap. Oh my gosh. I mean, this person, I mean, this is like murder. You own this car for life. They're still high-fiving about this deal. Yeah. They're, oh, this is so bad. They'll talk about this deal for months. Oh. Mm. So he goes, can we cancel it? So the answer is no, you're, you, you bought the vehicle. Now, some of those products, the warranty and gap insurance and gap are, are cancelable products. You the other products those. are not cancelable. They're not, they're not cancelable. Yeah. Now, I feel like the warranty and the gap are the most beneficial though. I know, I know that's what sucks, the two products that you kind of want. So yeah. can they go talk to management and see if management will refund some of that money, X, Y, Z? Sure, you can do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, these are contracts you signed. So this is like the extreme. I mean, this is like once I've never, I mean, this is in 10 years, I'm ne this is the worst I've ever seen. So, top two or three that I've ever seen. But unfortunately this happened last week. Mm -hmm. We're almost in 2020. Like this stuff is still so, happening today. Like so, we're still going through this. So let's talk about then what, in what ways when someone's buying a car, can they negotiate? Let's talk about those skills. Okay. Oh, let's pause before we get into negotiation. Cause that's what, kind of what we wanted to hit on today. Here is your rule of thumb to know you're not getting totally screwed over. Okay. Okay. Just, just so you can have a peace of mind, whatever the, the sales price is. So it's $30,000. Mm -hmm. Just do 10% of that. And, and that's, that's what, what you can you're out the door should to be. pay in fees and taxes. Yeah. So if it's 33 grand, it's 30,000. You expect to pay 33 grand. That's just like, uh, that would just give you the peace of mind. Just a quick fact check. Am I getting screwed over? Is everything normal? Cause I mean on this, you know, $30,000 sell price, when you see $42,000, you can know something's wrong. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that buying a warranty is a bad idea. We sell warranties every day. I think they're awesome. I have one on my own vehicle. So it's not that the products don't have value. It's that this person was taken advantage of. There, this, there's no if, ands, or buts. This person was taken advantage of. But I, I can't believe this still happens. Like, I'm shocked this still happens. Okay. So back to your how to negotiate. So let me tell you. I want to just talk to our, our listeners really quick. Here's how I taught salesmen to sell cars. And here's how I sell cars. Here is what I tell people to put pressure on them to buy a car. And I want you them to understand that so then they can use the same tactics when they're negotiating on their own vehicles, okay? Sure. So the number one thing that salesmen do, and everyone hates this, and I think there's a way of doing it that's really 
nice and easy and doesn't hurt people's feelings and don't make them feel uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, you want someone to buy the card at that day. Okay. Yeah. If someone comes on our lot and they look at a vehicle, I got well, their, their emotions high. They like it. They're, if they, yeah. and then they say, I need to go look at one more. I need to go home and think about it. I need to go talk to my wife. X, Y, Z doesn't matter what they doesn't want to do. The excuses to leave. They want, they want to leave. They leave. There's a less than 10% chance they're coming back. It's probably less than 5%. Okay. And there's obviously a reason why they want to go look at another one or do this or do that. It could be the condition of the car. It could be something that needs to be fixed. It could they be might the recognize that price isn't where they want it to be. Yeah, they might know mm. that they are on an emotional high and they want to think about it. For, Right. Without the emotion. It's, or it's, their dad taught them that you always sleep on it before you make a decision. Right. I mean, yeah. No matter why. And, and it's it's yeah. rarely something that's like absolutely not um, able. We're not able to overcome. You know, it's yeah. rarely something like that. Hmm. But occasionally you get the thing where it's like, oh, yeah, that's not going to fit my, my child's wheelchair or something like that. It's like, well, yeah, that's. Yeah, we, sure. Then I know for sure that it's not us. So, yeah. It's the, yeah. Totally. You know, so, so we're, I mean, yeah. if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. But yep. if it's like, I just need to think about it or I want to go look. Yeah. You need to hit them. You got to follow it up. <laughs> you got to get them a commitment. Okay. And so I, I always told my salesman, get a commitment. Meaning, okay, so what would it take? What could I do today? Right. And I mean, we could get into the the yeah. tactics of this, but the, but the point being is like, you want a good commitment. It's like, so what if I could, what if I could discount the car? What if I could do, you know, replace the tires? What if I could, whatever the Objections, issue is, yeah. what if I could do that? Would you buy today? Okay. And then I always tell people, Hey, there's only a 10% chance of you come back. So this is my best shot. So give me, let me give you my best shot of trying to sell you a car to, you know, to try to make a car deal. Okay. And the reason, and, and anyone that's ever bought a car knows that you go in and they want their, like, this deal ends tomorrow. This, they build on that FOMO, fear of missing out. They build on that just like emotional, like if you leave, you, you won't do this. Mm -hmm. Deadline. It, deadline. And it's unbelievable how many people do well, it's it. real. Yeah. They're just like, uh, really? For the last 10 years we've done deal? this. I mean, yeah. this is, no, this is, this is like just typical human nature life. Like, right. Like you're mm -hmm. just saying like, I won't, I won't do this. Here's, you know, and you're, you're getting a commitment out of them. Okay. So I would say do the exact same thing as a customer. Okay. So first of all, you have to be ready to buy. If you're not ready to buy just because whatever the reason is, then you obviously can't do this. But if you're like, I can buy a car today. I just want to make sure I find the right deal. Perfect. Let them know that. So, so here's what I would say to you. So instead of saying, people always say this to me every day, every day in my life, I hear this. What's your best deal? What, what, what's the very best you'll do? Okay. Well, here's the problem with, with that sentiment. You're asking me what the best deal is. So, if, so that way you don't, there's no, there's no bite to that comment. You're just asking me to discount the car. Yeah. So you want to, you want a big boy way to negotiate. You tell someone I'm willing to buy this car today, right this second, if you will do this deal. And then you give them what they need to commit to. Correct. Then you give them the commitment. Okay. So on this $30,000 RAV4, I will buy this vehicle if you will sell it to me for 33,000 out the door, 42,000 out <laughs> the door. No, but right. You say, yeah. And I, I would say the out the doors, the, those get a little dicey. I would, you know, and I've told everyone, as long as you do your research, a thousand bucks is all you're going to get. Don't thousand dollars your rule. Don't try to go more than that. Yeah. Now, uh, in a negotiation, I'd say, give me two grand off just so you can get to a thousand dollars. Cause yeah, they're yeah, going to go that, back I think that's the most yeah. common thing that we find is that when, when they are the person that's ready to buy and they say, if you do this deal, usually it's such a painful, painfully low amount of money that both James and I are like, no, <laughs> we won't do that deal. Yeah, yeah. But, right. but maybe we'll do this. But that's a person that's rarely not ready to buy, right? 
And then you and then you say, so you're telling me if I do this deal, you'll buy the car today? Yes. All right, fantastic. Now we have now we know we're gonna find a way to sell this car. And now we're as negotiating soon, as soon as we get to that, mm-hmm. and it's fun. There shouldn't. It's not like a uncomfortable thing. Now, if someone says six thousand yeah, dollars yeah, less, yeah. let me tell you what this is not. <laughs> okay, this is not. Oh, if you do a stupid deal, I'll buy today. Okay, if you're that customer, don't talk to salesman. That's not fair. Like that, that's the stupid stuff that wastes everyone's time. No one can do that deal. Yeah. There's no six thousand dollars in any vehicle ever. Ever under any circumstances. I mean, what? And the, even yeah. if there is, they're not negotiating six grand off. Right. Yeah. Because whatever they've listed oh. it for, they've already tried to price it. You know, it's not yeah. like you can just have the highest prices on the internet, and people are gonna be like, oh, I wonder why their prices are so high. I'm going to go up there and see if I can negotiate them to the same incentive that the dealer next door to them is doing on the 100%. same vehicle. hundred percent. So step one, do your research, know what the market's saying it's worth, know what they're all, they're all, they're all priced at. No one will know what's fair. And then you can, you can say, I will buy right now, right this second, if you will do this, but don't be stupid, be reasonable. Okay. A thousand dollar discount is the discount you're shooting for. So if you need to say 1500 off, get to a thousand. If they only give you 750, they only give you 500. I think that's a win. Move on with life and take the deal. Don't try to go for some astronomical pie in the sky. Oh, if you'll just do something stupid, I'm not ready to buy today, but if you do 10 grand off, I'd buy. Don't waste anyone's time. You don't need to speak those words. Spoiler alert. No person on earth will ever do that deal (laughs) ever. Well, and the thing is, Ooh, it's, that's it's, a little pen of aggression from like yeah. all those people to do that. Well, it's a, it's a lot of effort. It's a, <laughs> even like therapy. A, I should charge you guys. On a salesman's <laughs> part, think, think about the salesman that, that that's their livelihood. That's the only thing they do at the dealership. Oh, I don't care if it's their livelihood. I don't care if it's their livelihood. Yeah. Uh, that that doesn't matter. It's the matters that no one can do that deal. Exactly. So you're wasting don't waste your time. time and their time. Yeah. In order to accomplish nothing. Like that makes, I mean, I guess if you're retired and you're bored and you want to just go hang out and talk to salesmen about cars, go for it. But, so bad. then we had those a guy. Are, those are bad too. <laughs> <laughs> the first dealership I was at, there's a guy and he comes in, he eats popcorn. He comes in like the dealership like three times a week. Oh dude, I know who oh, this is. Oh, we had people coming. I know in, who this is. We had people coming so, and refilling drinks all the time. Yep. So he comes in, he watches the TV, he eats popcorn and he starts asking salesmen about pricing. And negotiating cars. And it's like, you, you've been doing this for like the last, like how many years? Nobody even gives him the time of the day. One of our salesmen did and sold him. Oh, that's amazing. And he's, oh, dude, this is the last car he will ever buy <laughs> in his life. Dude. You know what I mean? How many times that happened to me? Somebody, somebody that no one else wanted to talk to. And I was oh. like, I'll go talk to him. And, and he like, bought a car. And like, that's kind of like cliche, but like, oh, like I, I remember the car deal was like, his, he had to bring his wife in. And they're at odds just because they're old they and they senile don't like and don't other. like each other. <laughs> like they they both need each other to get this car. And he wants the car. And she doesn't want the car. And, oh, dude, it was just one more car deal for the month. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a lot of work. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So so rule of negotiating like a car salesman. Do commitment. Oh yeah. Be ready to commitment. buy. Yeah. Be ready to buy. And do put them research. on. Do put them on a commitment though. The salesman's gonna try to put you on a commitment. You put them so on to one. negotiate like a car salesman, you oh, need to put them on a I, commitment. The thing is, I know anytime because then a, they go to the desk, right? As a manager, and they a say you're excited. They, they said they'll buy. Like they they promised they buy. We this get is a deal. Two fifty a month. This is a deal, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say my own, my only caveat to that is when you get into monthly payments or out the doors, you can't be stupid. Okay? Yeah. So if you're for that thirty thousand dollar car, you can't say get me to thirty grand out the door. That's a three thousand dollar discount. That's a dumb yeah. thing to say. You're only going to piss people off, and there is real. 
there is a, a real thing where people say a crazy deal and they're just trying to negotiate and they just, they piss people off where they just don't want to help them. Yeah, even I've seen that. And the managers are just like, just let them walk. Go, get them out of I'm here. not even going to bother. So and that person might be like, oh, I, I would have done more, but I was just trying to negotiate. It's like, yeah. just be aware of the situation. There's not as much money in these things as people think there is. $1,000 is the very most you're going to get. So do whatever you got to get to get to there. Well, here, here's, can I add one more thing? Sure. The, um, a tool that I use all the time, um, which I think James told me about, go on a Google and search car payment calculator and put mm-hmm. in the amount you're going to finance, the interest rate you're going to have, and it has an amortization schedule built into it, 60 months, 72 months, 84 months, whatever you're going to get. If you know you have really great credit, do somewhere in the high threes or low fours or whatever, you're probably going to get somewhere in that. And then do a 72 month. If it's 84 months, your rate's going to be higher. You understand that, but that'll give you a really good idea of what your payment should be anyway. That, and then just come in prepared. Like that's the, for me, that's the biggest thing. If you come in prepared and you're educated. I love you. Right? Like I'm like, I love that. You know what okay. you're talking about. You know where you're headed. Let, let's just rehash that a little bit. I mean, that, he makes a great point. Like, Coming in prepared. I think a lot of people that listen to us are like, they don't know how to be prepared, right? Okay. So again, let's talk about the market. So that $30,000 RAV4, yep. we're going to add 10%. So we're going to be at 33. You can hop onto a, go type in car payment calculator. It'll pull one up. Type in 33 grand financed for 72 months. Throw in a 4% interest rate. It's going to give you a payment of 500 bucks, 480. And then you just have like a ballpark. So someone comes and tells you it's going to be a 500 $500 payment. You don't have to freak out. You can say, well, interest might be a little bit higher. Maybe that's North. close. That's close to what I was thinking. But I mean, if someone comes back at 600, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. why is it? Why so are we so much? high? So, so first dealership I was at, right? We had, um, he was an accountant and they brought him, um, what is it? Uh, a monthly payment. They were doing a four square. Yep. yep. They brought him out the monthly payment. So he sat down with it for like a minute or two and he goes, and he writes it on the paper. Like how much money was it? I forget it was like 45 bucks, 50 bucks, sure. or whatever. He's like, so there's 50 bucks a month that I'm paying extra. What else is put in that monthly payment? And they were like, that's always the, uh, because the salesman well, doesn't want to share that information because they're told well, not to. And maybe he cases. doesn't know. Maybe well, the manager yeah. is like here. Okay. So oh, yeah, it's yeah. called you leg. Know. They're yeah. just marking it up. And so here's what they're going to come back and say like, oh, well, we came back a little bit higher interest rate because we don't know what your credit is. And we do have an option for a warranty. Like they're... Again, it's all semantics. We, we've talked about this plenty of times. At the end of the day, you know where you're supposed to be at and you can get to that place. Yeah. So, and we, and we can get into four square. I love that. That's a great conversation. What's really going on. But, um, okay. My favorite is when I, I spend two hours when I used to sell as a salesman working with somebody. And from the get go, they said, oh no, I have great credit. I have excellent credit. Ugh. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, awesome. So go to the desk, tell the manager they have great credit, blah, blah, blah. That's where they want to be. Mm-hmm. Can we make this happen? Go back to them. Maybe one more trip to the manager's desk. Come back. I'm like, guys, I got a deal. We made, we're there. How do, what do you think? You ready to rock and roll? Let's do it. They're like, yeah, I think we're ready to go. I shake hands with them, say that seals the deal. Let's rock and roll. Let's do it. Go to the, go to the manager's desk, pull their credit. 597. <laughs> you know, you're like... That yeah. is, and then they're like, we're, we're a hundred dollars a month away now. But if you would have seen it six months ago, like you would agree that now I have it excellent good. credit. It's good credit. <laughs> no, seriously, it's good. Yeah. I've done a lot. And that's it. just, again, that's just being prepared and understanding and credit karma isn't king. It is Ugh. not, it is not perfectly accurate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it has a disparity of a hundred points in either direction. And so, you know, it's just maybe, maybe we, uh, if you're, if you're serious about the, buying the car, maybe we pull your credit and make sure that we're giving the right payments, something like that, you know, but 
that was that was one of the hardest things for me is like the whole process. I'm I'm at the end. I'm ready to get a folder. I'm ready to lock this thing up, and they aren't even able to get qualified for the car. I'm like, no, that's the worst. And, and honestly, and there's I, truth to that. You know, you think you you know you negotiate like, your perfect deal at thirty three thousand. You think everything's good in hand. You know, and your payment's not the four eighty. It's the six eighty five eighty because let me just say that's not that's that can yeah. be fair too. Maybe some people just want the car. I mean, I want this Omega watch. Yeah. And I ain't gonna buy it, right? Hey, but if they have it, hey, for a monthly payment, I'm gonna of tell that salesman. A month, yeah. I'm like, hey, salesman, pull this watch out of it because I'm gonna. Yeah, I want to look I, at I, it. I'd like. Yeah. Let's pull my credit. Yeah, and you, know, you come like, back with an Omega. Thing watch. is, if I if I rolled into the Ford dealer and said, "Hey, look, I'm not buying anything anytime soon, but could I drive the Raptor with a salesman?" I bet they let me drive the Raptor with a salesman. You know what I mean? No, nah, I bet them, not. I bet in that situation, you don't think no. it would. Mm-mm. Oh, so, so I got to pretend like I'm serious. <laughs> on that car, on an $80,000 truck, you can't yeah. just be like, I'm not buying, but can't go joyride? No, there's no chance. Yeah, it's, I guess that. it's only because I know everybody up there. Mm. But like, if I walked into a dealership and I didn't know anybody, yeah, they'd probably be like, no, we don't, like, people don't test drive Shelby Cobra Mustangs or Raptors unless they're dead serious. Do you think they'd ask me for like ironically, money down before they let me drive yeah, a pull your $80,000 okay, truck? So, okay, we got you. Okay, having Clint on the podcast, we get sidetracked. Dude, anyways, we are actually we talked about a watch made blah, out of blah blah. Okay, okay, we so, are actually pulling out a little. It was like a, a little bit of watch. your interaction, yeah. Kryptonite. Okay, so, so Porsche and Audi. So they used to be right next to us at Volkswagen when me and Clint were there, and so they got you know hundred thousand dollar Porsches, you know Audis, whatever. And the funny thing is, the people that buy those don't test drive them. Yeah, they just buy them. They just like, oh, this is what I want. They, they already know what they want. They're, they're not about, it's not like, let me see how it handles. They, they, they're so rich, they don't care. They probably got five. So it's just kind of funny. Yeah. Like when people come in, I mean, you know, talking to people up at Ford, when people buy Raptors, they don't come in and say, I would like to see how the Raptor performs against the regular EcoBoost. No, they come in and say, where's the Raptor? I'm okay paying 10 grand over MSRP. Yeah. What else can we add to it? Yeah, give yeah. me a, give me a Wait, color. Do you recall the story of the, the trade-in on the Porsche for a new color? Was that you? Yeah, 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 that was me. We, we, we told that, we did that on the podcast. Well, let's, ha- let's hit it again. It was a good story. Okay, so this is about five years ago. So uh, someone has a 911. So it's like a 90, I think it's like a $90,000 Porsche. And it's like, a, so back then it was like a brand new 2016. Uh, they had it for about a year. It's they Five I mean, years like, ago, 2016. Well, Sorry, just quick math. Okay, yeah, it's a new, <laughs> a new year model. Okay. Like, How long is this podcast supposed to be? We'll wrap up after I'm, this I, story. I might quit. I might quit. I have podcast. one more story. No, you can't tell. <laughs> so home, Homeways, oh, like there's, uh, so he owns the car out, right? And there's like 3,000 miles on it, 4,000 miles. So he brings it in to get serviced and the salesman comes up to him, starts talking to him. Oh my gosh, you got to see the 2020 or the, sorry, the 2017, whatever the next year model was. Okay, listen, there's no updates. There's no difference. It's identical. It's the same vehicle. You put them next to each other. You can't tell the difference. One's a one year model different. One year different. That's it. In 3,000 less miles. Mm. And she's like, oh my gosh, the new ones are so made. You got to get it. And he's like, well, how much, what's the difference? Okay. It's going to be 20 grand. Whatever, whatever the difference was to trade it in, dude strikes, strokes a check for 20 grand. Takes home his 20, his 2017, the brand new one. Now there's four miles on it. Well, he shows up the next week and he says, we have a problem. Because nobody knows I bought a new car. No one knows I bought a new car. Same color. It's the same one. It's a white one. It's the same one. So I need to trade this one in on a new one but a different color. So people know that I got a new Porsche. Well, how much is that going to cost me? Uh, Uh, Correction. Porsche. It's going to cost you 15 grand. Strikes a check for 15 grand. So now he's paid 35 grand to get one year newer. Nothing's different. Doesn't even care. 
Well, obviously, he cared. He, he wanted bet. to pick yeah, he, a different yeah, color. Cared. Yeah, but he like, cared. No, I'm saying oh, he, no, he cared. He cared about spending the money? No, he cared about the color oh, that's of the car. Ex- that's what I'm saying. Like, he strokes the check like it's nothing. He didn't care about that. He just he just wants the car to be a different color. Correct. That's unbelievable. I didn't, I've never even heard this story before. Yeah, really? No. Well, you was should I, listen was to our I podcast. There? <laughs> yes, you were working there. Well, dude, I, it's not like I know every transaction. We did hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of transactions. I did hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds okay, and hundreds. Okay, so there's, hundreds. there's one thing that a lot, a lot of, <laughs> only the people that know us know this about us. Me and Clint bicker maybe more than any two people. Bicker? Oh, dude, he, he pisses me off sometimes. I've said a number of times, if we just had cameras going the entire time, we could have a discovery show. Yeah, <laughs> but it wouldn't. The thing is, is you know I mean? it, it's not something you could really put on TV. All right. Okay, well, guys. Okay, oh. let oh, me end with oh, this then. Oh, we're done? Yeah, let me end <laughs> with this. Off. Can you turn his mic off? <laughs> oh, don't turn it off. This has been a little bit of a different podcast. Cause like, like, I, like I mentioned, we're getting some of the James and Clint interaction that I see every day. Just a little peek. <laughs> so if you like this. My blood pressure is up right now. <laughs> if you like Man. this interaction more than <laughs> the professional, the, let us know. Give whoa, us a whoa, like. Whoa, give whoa. us a You're comment. You're saying I wasn't professional in this podcast? I did a good I'm job. I'm saying we either need to dial you back unless our listeners say no. Or we dial you up. We love hearing James and Clint fight. Oh, okay. And then. Yeah, what what, you, what do you like, guys say? I'm trying to be nice right now. This yeah. is nothing. If I got to just like throw the mic back. <laughs> we'll end on that. We'll catch you again next week. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. Swanee here. The three of us at Revolutionary Auto just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed today's discussion, leave us a rating and a review. Also, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We really love when you guys reach out to us, whether it's questions about the car industry, sharing your own stories, or just offering words of encouragement. So to chat with us, jump onto Facebook Messenger, drop us a line, It really keeps us going throughout the week.